0: In street,
1: Welcome back Smiling from my head to I said hey I Hey, said, episode six hey, Ladies name, and gentlemen baby? My pleasure maybe to introduce the same. Now, All Right Now by Free oh, The name hey, of the hey, album hey, was Fire and Water 1970 1970 What were you doing in 1970? I don't know I can tell you what I was doing in 1970 I was swimming around in a testicle uh, In 1970 I wasn't born yet But the world was a busy place 1970 was a busy, busy, busy time Uh, A lot of things A lot of things took place Of course the Boston Bruins They beat the St. Louis Blues Bobby Orr, That uh, 4-3 goal Yeah Well They got their payback I'll tell you I uh, I'm a fan I'm a Bruins fan But uh, I just recently uh, Decided to forgive them For uh, Last season And uh, You know I don't even want to talk about it To be honest I just want to kind of Put it behind us Move forward You know I bought the t-shirt I can't wear the T-shirt, so that one will stay uh, in my collection. The um, the Saints beat the Lions, <laughs> 1917, in 1970. Imagine that the Detroit Lions in the in the Super Bowl. Funny. Well, it wasn't the Super Bowl then. Because they had the National Football League. Yeah, it was, it was the NFL. It was the NFL. And the conference, American Football Conference. NFL and sort of major professional leagues. It was, yeah. Hey, congratulations to uh, the Saints. All oh, Louisiana folk. Um... You know, I tell you, you know that time of uh, that time of the world, it was uh, a lot uh, a lot different than today, you know, the news didn't travel as quickly as it did. it was uh, it was a struggle. It was a struggle. Hey, I don't want to get out and rolling on that, but um just want to invite everybody and say thank you and welcome and welcome to um, the Bobby Kudo show. Hope you enjoy the intro. Um, I'm a huge fan. Love, love, love free. Um, if you have a chance to listen to that album it's a great uh writing I like a I like a good album that you can kind of just turn on and uh, start to finish really enjoy it uh, and that is one of those albums um so a lot going on this week a lot going on this week um I apologize you know I usually try to get um at least two podcasts a week, you know, I think, I think, you know, getting into the weekend and like the middle of the week is always cool to kind of break it up a little bit, but, um, this has been just a really, really busy week for me. Um, I had a couple of birthdays, happy birthday, AJ, happy birthday, Rachel. Um, um, this time of the year is always tough when you have, if anybody knows family, uh, you know, especially those parents or, a lot of loved ones who have, uh, um, these double events, you know, like Christmas and birthday at the same time, uh, um, they're always, uh, difficult to uh to plan for and get everything together and of course when you have two people um it it uh it makes it uh that much more complicated but um it is a labor of love and celebrating um family members birthdays and uh events like that um not to get too far off but I wanted to uh just kind of introduce um I know I you know if anybody follows the show on twitter uh or on uh instagram uh you kind of know which direction the show was headed today um and i really wanted to just kind of you know I, I think again i i uh, uh at the risk of repeating myself i really like the dialogue you know i i like when people are talking i think you know if we're talking about the things that we don't normally talk about um that's where the solutions come from i think you know we can't avoid uh the uh the elephant in the room anymore um if you noticed it um it was uh, uh chuck norris uh meme chuck norris and uh it said something along the lines of uh, Chuck Norris went to uh, Chuck Norris went to a feminist rally and came back with a shirt ironed and a sandwich. Um, no offense to the ladies, uh, all the feminists out there, but uh, I, 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 to me, I found it absolutely hilarious. Uh, if, if, um, uh, if anybody has to give credit, we all give credit to the great Chuck Norris. Uh, he is the man's man. Uh, you know, Martin Day, um, John Wayne. You know, uh, so I. I personally wasn't offended by it. I hope no one was offended by it, but I thought it was in, uh, in good taste. And given the current climate and um, really the basis of the, of the topic of the show today, um, I thought it'd be great to maybe drum up some conversation uh, and just really just talk about it. Uh, you know, again, I I, I think that um, the empowerment of women uh, is fantastic. Um, me, myself, I in my professional career, uh, believe it or not, I I've worked more um, with female managers um, as opposed to uh, working for men. Um, I've never struggled with it. Um, I've never had a problem with it. Maybe maybe a lo- maybe because I was raised um, by a single mother, um, that might have had something to do with it. That might have had some some way of uh, maybe shaping uh, the way that I respond and react to. Um, um, women but uh ultimately to me it was never a problem um you know my my the majority i should say the the whole of my uh success with comcast um i my manager was a woman a very strong and powerful woman i may say too um you know it's 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 one thing to be a woman it's another thing to be a woman working in a in a predominantly uh male environment and uh she she handled it eloquently and uh you know i always look back on a lot of things that i she taught me and um and I, um, I take that with me. Uh, she's, she was definitely an influencer in my, in my life, and continues to influence uh, the way that I manage and handle a lot of situations in my, my current career. Which now I'm a manager and and an influencer um, with people. Um, and uh, it just so happens that now I, I actually this, this position and uh, my previous position, I both I worked uh, for men. And I, you know, I got to be honest with you. Um, up until now. Um, <laughs> maybe it's the irony in it, but I've, I've always, um, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe I've struggled working with men, um, figure that out. I'm, I'm just actually sitting here and realizing this for the first time. I'm having a breakthrough, uh, on this podcast. Um, now that I sit in here, think about it. And I think of the men that I've worked for in my life, um, really were uh type a, um, Again, really, you know, th- these are people that, you know, I'm reporting to that uh, one in particular that I'm thinking of, I've mean, talking a long time ago, I used to work for an alarm, um, alarm company, um, and um, although, you know, an immigrant from Portugal, uh, this guy came over here with like $2 in his pocket, um, you know, I give credit to what credit is due and uh, somehow figured out, um, I don't know how, I mean, because, you know, you're looking at, we're talking long enough ago that there was no... There was no Google, so um, this guy somehow did the research and figured out that the crime in Massachusetts was at, at some level, and he figured out that is there a way to maybe um, market or sell some type of burglar alarm that doesn't require rewiring a house. Um, so really, I mean, this guy is, um, when you think of the, the thought that went into this and um, the, the success that he built from it, um, it 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 is it is absolutely clear, um, because he he actually, um, got this device, uh, which looked like a. I mean, if you're Portuguese, you probably remember because he he literally got every Portuguese per- once one person Portuguese get person gets it, everybody wants it. Um, if you if you know anyone who's Portuguese or, or Portuguese parents, not so much now. This my generation, the second generation, but the first generation, um, they used to have like a living room dedicated to um nothing. It was covered in plastic. Like you couldn't go in there. You know what I mean, I remember going to family's house and they would have a living room that was like a shrine and was covered in, in like literally plastic. And you wonder where my OCD comes from, right? Like I literally covered in plastic. So, um, um, you know, he, he convinced them to buy this box and what it was, it literally looked like, imagine a speaker with a foam front on it. And what it had was it had a, a microphone built in. And what it would do is it would measure sound. So, If I was going to go leave my house, if I was going to go away, what I would do is i hit the button on the back of it, which would turn it on, you know, and give me like a, say like 10 seconds to leave the house. And what it would do is then it would listen for sound. And as simple as it is, if someone came into the house that, you know, again, you weren't expecting... They would have to go over and you know shut this, this squawk box off that you've got you know stashed somewhere prior to this 10 second countdown, and, and and all it would do would make some ridiculous loud noise, and you know back then it would work because everybody lived in multi-family houses, so um, there was always somebody around or somebody to hear this thing squawking. But long story short, somewhere so he 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 sold a, a bazillion of these things, and then therefore created a, this company, uh, an alarm. Um, a security company kind of like ADT um, and he installed burglar alarms he started with burglar alarms and he, and he invested more money and then he got into doing like you know coded fire alarms and um, from that he got into automation and door entry systems and you know they're still in business today and they're they're quite successful from what I understand so hats off to him but I guess the whole point of what I'm saying is, is he was just very difficult to work for um, and I can understand you know someone being passionate about um something that's theirs, something that they built from the ground up and Um, by all means, you know, I, I have things that I built from the ground up and I'm very passionate about those things. But, um, at at some point you have to, um, you have to commit and, and realize that the, 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 your success is really based upon the people that, um, you depend on every day that are around you. So, um, you know, he, 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 um, geez, um, you know, I always hate to say anything negative on anybody, but he was an individual that thought, that um, it was a privilege to work uh, uh, for him, and you know, again, it was a great company. And although I would tell you, I I must have logged a gazillion miles uh, working for that company, just all over the state of Massachusetts, all the way Connecticut. I mean, like literally, your mama can't find you, in Connecticut. I mean, there are there are parts of Connecticut, guys. I don't know if you've ever been to Connecticut. That they're like, it's, it's, you're talking like the mountains of, of like New York, your border in New York and, and like Berkshires, like it's, it's crazy. Like wind shears it's ridiculous, but long story short, we're like, you were doing this trip on a, on a daily basis on an eight hour day. And his philosophy was, is I'll pay you to drive to the job, but you're going to drive home on your own time. Like that's how, that's the, that was the arrogance in this guy would never work today. Um, just based on today's labor laws. But back then, like, this is how arrogant this guy was and he would pay us all salary, um, because we were knew he knew we were putting the time in i mean he knew um that there was just no way that you were going to be able to do the work that you're doing um and and in, in, in an eight hour day i mean just driving to these places that were three four hours away um so 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 i'm just i'm only saying this because i, I just i because you can kind of see where the conflict this comes from and um you know at some point you realize hey listen you know i got to provide for my family but you know at some at which point you, you got to give me something and, and, uh, you know, you're worth something and, you know, listen, I, I get it. I was learning the job, but, but now I know the job and I'm, I'm, I'm productive and I'm proficient and I'm, I'm doing well and I'm making you money. Um, you know, maybe a little something, something, and you know, for whatever reason, uh, him and I can never see eye to eye and it, um, you know, we, although I shouldn't say it, it didn't and I wouldn't say ugly, but, but we both expressed our, um, 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 dislike and um, dismay over the situation and uh, um, decided that it was both in our best interest to to go in different directions, Uh, you know, which was fine because, you know, I I was already at that point where it didn't make any sense to me anyway. I mean, you know, for 300 bucks a week um, (laughs) working like 80 hours, it was just, uh, you know, at that point I would have rather been, you know, I could have gone back to the union and done construction and British demolition and uh, been perfectly fine and provided for my family. That's not something I ever would want to do. Um, you know, given the, the fact that I just love, uh, being with my family, I hate the idea of not being around them and traveling, but, um, I never be mistaken. I would do whatever it took, but, um, I mean, a long way to get around it. But I guess my point in saying this is that, um, I feel real comfortable having this conversation and the conversation that I want to talk about, um, um, is, is, is manhood and, um, and and feeling um guilty about that, you know, feeling guilty that that you know there's a role that that I play a role in my family, that I play a role in 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 life in general. That you know, hey, I am a I am a man. I I I I you know I like football. um You know, I I I you know although I'm, I'm not a big drinker, I do enjoy having a beer and I will have a drink. Um, so you know all those things, and I will swing a golf club and um in in you know and but but I also I also um feel um that I'm a man and um and I shouldn't feel bad about that you know I I I think um it's gotten to a point where it's it's borderline exhausting um to always be on edge you know you you're reading the news and it's it's these constant allegations and um you know you, especially when you're in when you're in a position of influence and um people that work around you and you know you might have people that you know are not, don't have good intentions um and just putting that out there uh sometimes is enough to just to ruin someone's um someone's life and someone's career um so how do you how do you how do you Work around that. How do you function on a day-to-day basis? Um, you know, I, I, you know, probably I would guess that most people that are listening to the show um, have some type of exposure to barstool sports. And not by any way, shape, or form would I ever um, get on the microphone and, and try to um, call out barstool because I mean you're talking there an empire, a multi-million dollar empire. I'm a I'm a guy um, in my office in my home um just just you know on my soapbox just telling you guys how I feel very fortunate to have great fans um but with that said um Barstool Sports um I mean when you look at their platform and you look at you know what they're all about um you know I have a daughter my daughter um is 24 years old so for me uh You know, and and I'm not, I'm not, listen, guys, I'm not, again, you guys do what you want to do, ladies, you do what you want to do, you do you, I'll do me, but me personally, I have a 24-year-old daughter, and every time, you know, I follow Barstool on my Instagram, I follow Barstool on my Twitter, and without fail, every day as I'm scrolling through you know, I'd like to think that the people that I follow and the, the whether they're, they're they're personal, whether they're business, whether they're influencers, I'd like to think that the people I follow have substance. Um, excuse me, in in what I'm doing in my life, like that. Some look like if I'm going to spend the time to go through my Instagram, it's got to be valuable to me. Like I, I it's got to mean something to me. So, I scroll through, and every single time I come across Barstool Sports. Whether it's Barstool Sports, Barstool Chicago, it doesn't make a difference. It's these young women, completely shit faced, half naked, twerking, um, just completely out of control. I mean, look, I don't want to be, I don't want to be that guy. All right, I don't want to be that guy. I don't. I, I don't, I don't want to call it out and be, you know. But you know what? You got to pick one, man. You, you, you got to draw a line in the sand. All right, like you can't. You you can't say that you're not taking advantage of these people, but yet you, you got a tour, the blackout tour. It's the Barstool blackout tour. What does that mean? What does it mean, Barstool? Tell me, Dave Portnoy. Tell me. Explain to us, explain to your fans what the blackout tour is. and And, and I'd love to hear what your explanation is. I'd love to hear you tell me that it's some some beneficial uh event that that's going to cure uh glaucoma. You you know what it is. You know exactly what it is. You every time you eat a slice of pizza you know what it is. You, know, you, you market to these kids. You, you got them all you got them all in in one place, right? You pin them all against each other. In it, 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 again, it, it, I, I struggle with these things, guys, because I don't want to sound I don't want to be like you know feel like I'm bringing everybody down, but I, I don't like seeing it. You get these sororities, you know, and they show these, these they got these sheets hanging from the the porch of the sorority. You got it, you got Your dick's got to be this big to ride. Like really? Like that? That's our future. These are kids. These are eighteen year old kids. Like my son just turned eighteen. He's a senior. Do I want my son around that? You know, and, and another thing, I go pick him up at school the other day. I go pick him up at school the other day, and I'm waiting in the parking lot, right? I'm waiting in the parking lot. Where he he plays soccer. So so, so I'm waiting in the parking lot. I'm in my car, and I'm on my phone, and of course, you know, I, I'm working on the podcast, and I'm promoting the podcast. You know, I'm, I'm constantly working on that, and. And the car on the side of me happens to be these these three young ladies. And I didn't even look over it because, you know what, I'm not even, I don't even want, it to me, I'm in a high school, I'm in a high school pocket. It doesn't even, I, I know they're kids. And so I'm still working. And the vulgarity that came out of this girl's mouth, like I know adults, I know grown adults. I hang out with grown adults. And I never hear them talk that way. Like it just, it, it it was, it just sounded ugly. It, it sounded dirty to, to hear a young lady just talking like that. Like with no apprehension, no apprehension at all. Just, you know, and, and for that quick second, I'm, I'm holding the phone in my hand and I almost want, and I got my windows, my windows open. And it, the thing is, it's not all the way open. So, you know, it's open. So it's not like you're looking and you can't tell, but the window is halfway. I got it at halfway, so you know the window's open, and you're talking like that, and it wasn't just her; it was all three of them, and they're laughing and giggling, and then she like neutral drops the car out of the parking lot. Like that's our future. That that's those are the kids that are gonna they're gonna drive us forward, that are that are gonna compete in this world market. No, you know, these are the same kids that are on these barstool blackout tours like, I, 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 you know, I, it, it frustrates me because you know why? Because I'll, I, I, and I write this stuff down because, so, so this way that I can talk to you guys about it, but, but we're all, we're all concerned about like the, the important things in the world is, um, um, what's her name? Um, uh, Felicity Huffman, right? Right. Felicity Huffman she sentenced to 14 days in jail. Because of the college administration scandal, right? So she admitted to paying $15,000 to a charity controlled by William Rick Singer, um, a, the consultant who masterminded the scandal. Singer had um, previously arranged it so that, that that when Huffman's oldest daughter took the SAT, uh, one of his associates secretly corrected the wrong answers, raising uh, her test scores to 1420. According to the notes taken by Huffman, uh, Including in a court document, it would have cost seventy five thousand dollars to guarantee a perfect score of sixteen hundred. So, but but guys, what's important here is let's not lose sight. What's important is we're going to put this woman in jail for fourteen days. All right, we're we're going to let barstool sports go to our colleges and pollute our kids, right? Get them all boozed up, right? And w- whatever else, but that's okay but we're going to put Felicity Huffman in jail for 14 days because she she tried to do she tried to do whatever she could to get her kid a chance in college. Is it the right thing to do? No. I'm, I'm not condoning it. I'm not condoning it. I would never condone it. It's wrong. I agree. It's wrong. It's bullshit. It's not fair to my kid. It's not fair to your kid. I get that. Does it warrant going to jail for 14 days? No. No. What why don't you make her pay why, why doesn't she pay like for a charity? Hey, you know what? You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna make you uh, pay for a scholarship. You're gonna pay for a scholarship. You're gonna you're gonna give another kid an opportunity to go to school. How about that? Is that clever? No. Instead, we're gonna put her. They're gonna they're gonna put her in jail for 14 days. And, and the statement from the prosecution was her home has uh, um an endless pool and, and and it's luxurious. Yeah, she's she's a millionaire. She had fifteen. She had how much, fifteen grand to throw at, a, at an SAT test. I ain't got fifteen thousand dollars to throw an SAT test. Like, is this is this this is what's important, guys? This is this is it. I mean, I don't get it. I don't get it. And and in the, the meanwhile, right, the DA, that that the, the taxpayers, this is what they're doing. This is what they're doing. You can't even go through Dorchester if you drive through Dorchester, guys. If anybody, listen. My fans, everybody out there, I love you. I love you with all my heart. Don't drive through Dorchester or Roxbury. Stay away. And I apologize, uh, Dorchester. I'm sorry, Dorchester and Roxbury. I apologize. But but it's like the wild wild west over there. Every day on the news, somebody's getting shot. But the important thing is, is that Felicity Huffman is going to be in jail for 14 days. All right, rock on. We're doing the right thing. That's all I'm going to say about that. Um, you know, so, 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 so back to, um, back to what I was saying, um, about, about, you know, manhood and, you know, what that means and, 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 and how you end up in these situations and, and, and barstool and, and how that all kind of just feeds this, this narrative. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really, I don't truly understand where, where it makes sense. I I don't know where to look. I don't know where not to look. I don't know what to say. I don't know what not to say. I I forgive me for. I, you know what? I I realize it now. My my Asian friends. Um. You know, we were having a conversation, and I and I didn't know whether to say Oriental or Asian. And, and I'm not. And that's not. I'm not. I swear to you. And that's not being racist. I just didn't know what the proper term was. What is it today? I, I'm 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 a white male. I'm a Caucasian white male. I don't know what's right. I don't know what I can say. I don't know what to say. I try to caution myself. And the worst part is, guys, I feel like I'm filtering myself and I don't want to do that. I consider myself to be a beautiful person. And I look at everyone around me the same way. But I find myself filtering what I'm saying. I find myself filtering what I'm doing because I'm afraid that someone may misinterpret or take it the wrong way. Perfect example. Perfect example. Matt worked the other day. You know, I have an older co-worker. You know, uh, older woman, probably close to retiring or should have retired already. She walked by me. It's a woman that's probably had a lot of tragedy in her life. I know for certain that she lost someone very near and dear to her to cancer. I know her that well. She walked by me the other day um, you know, we work in a in a, in a, in a, in a warehouse-type environment, so it jeans and a t-shirt are pretty much the attire. Nothing special. And she walked by me, and she had a purple shirt on. I'm a regular purple t-shirt that was probably two sizes too big for her. And I said, hey. And I said her name. And she turned around, and I said, purple is your color. And I gave her a big smile. And she smiled back at me. When's the last time that someone gave that woman a compliment of any kind? but there was a there was a there was a split second guys i'll be honest with you it, it, although it was a very it was a very nice and kind moment um it, it there was a split second there in my mind that i thought to myself geez, i would hope that she would never mis misconstrued what i misconstrued what i what i what i meant by that i mean it was really just a lighthearted compliment but that that's filter that's filter that me thinking that or having that thought is filter and which is why we're talking about it today is why i'm here talking about it today i don't want to be in that space anymore you can't have barstool sports doing what they're doing i mean it's like girls gone wild the difference is is he did it with social media you know david portnoy pretends like he's he he revolutionized you know the way that 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 this media is oh he did it himself and blah blah you know i'm not a hater and i'm not a hater i i you know Barstus Viva the sport yeah, I get it uh, you know the, the guy is smart he sold the business he did what he had to do he left like i don't even know how he claims to be this whole boston you're not even boston anymore you're in new york but but i'm not a hater but my problem is is i have a problem when people take advantage of other people to get success and then you turn around and you, and you paint it like it's something else and don't tell it what it really is what it really is man is you're taking advantage of people you're taking advantage of young kids you know what I mean? You talk about you know Saturday is for the boys. Saturday is for the boys, really. But then it's not about Saturday for the boys. It's all you're showing is is is, is these kids completely shit faced, right? And and, and what, what 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 are we what are we showing? What are we showing? That we're running each other over with golf carts? Hey man, I'm I, I'm a light-hearted guy. I laugh. But the problem is, is you're promoting this alcohol and these these young ladies, and they're being taken advantage of, and you're making money on it. So somebody tell me what's okay? Is it okay? Is it not okay? I I don't I don't want to be caught in the middle of it. So I'll just continue to do what I'm doing. I'll continue to be. You know, it's funny. I, I on the social media. I you know I I'm on Twitter and and you know I'm part of the, um, um Drama City Productions, and it's it's a great great group and, and i we go back and forth and we talk about it's a great group because we get to talk about certain topics that we probably you and i were would, i wouldn't ever talk about you know it's really nice to have a group of people that you can kind of bounce stuff off off and um get an opinion and it's a true high p- opinion and you know no one's gonna think any different you. And, and we were talking about this and, and and you know manhood and what does it mean and does it mean that you know in the middle of the night you know when there's a noise in your house that you're the one that gets out of bed and you're the one that runs down the stairs and you're the one that you know uh, uh, investigate. You know, you get your gun or you, you, whatever it is, your you, you stick, your bat, whatever it may be that you have, whatever your weapon is. You're the one that gets out of bed. Does that entitle you to have manhood? Is that what manhood is? Is that the definition of manhood? Is the definition of manhood mean when the boat's sinking, when the boat's going down, that that you that women and children go first and you don't go? Is that is that manhood? Because I'm willing to make all those sacrifices, I I, I am. I'm I'll be the guy to go check out what the noise is. I'll be the guy to wait until you you're all set. Women and children first. I mean, if you got something for me to float on, I'll float on it. Otherwise, I'm going down with the ship. I'm willing to do all those things. But by the same token, you, you got to pick. It can't be. Hey, listen. We don't need we don't need you. But but but, but we need you when when we need you to step on a spider you got you got to pick you got to choose I, I you know I, I try not to get frustrated with these things but I do because you know I think um, when you look around you and and you see the generations and you see the the, the young the young men that are there that up and coming in the world and you know that are influential and, and shaping the minds of these of these kids and giving them some type of direction and what is that direction I spend more time telling my kid what not to do as opposed to telling them what it's okay to do. You know, and, and, and AJ's a good boy. I mean, I say boy, he's a, he's a man now, but he, he's a good person. He he wishes no ill harm or does anything to anyone. Never once has the school ever called or, or anyone ever called my house to tell me that my my son was a, behaving inappropriately or said anything that was inappropriate. Like, he's always been smart enough. But it's also been the fact that his mother and I have, have been, have, 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 just implanted this this these safeties in him to just be careful, but at some point are you are you are you degrading the quality of a human being without, we're not letting them just be who they are but hey listen you can do this but watch be careful be here and and be careful don't say this and you know, if you're around these people don't say this and you know, like, it's exhausting but you know what and i, I and, and every single one of you out there Who, 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 you know what? You know what? It doesn't even matter. I'm going to throw it out there for everybody. I don't care if you're white. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're Asian. I don't care if you're Pakistan. I don't care if you, it doesn't matter what you are. One of you, if you have children, you have spoken to your kids about who they are and where they're from and what to be cautious about and what not to say and what to say. You've had that conversation with your kids. If you are a good parent at some point, I, I would say, you know what? Maybe, maybe that percentage is higher for white and black folk, right? Because it's, it's America and there's a lot of us here. But I know I've had that conversation with my kid. And, and, and that conversation was always to be respectful, regardless of what they are. But always be cautious of what you say. Because you can't take it back. We live in a world today, you cannot take it back. When you say it, it is said, it is done. They'll play it over and over and over again. They'll make you the example. And, and and this and this is what we're telling our kids so so does that mean that my kids are filter my kids are like on guard be careful don't don't do this don't say that you know i i guess the mantra is always never say no right always say yes and your life will be fulfilled and 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 you'll live an amazing life like that's the that's the mantra but in reality is that the case can you always say yes i mean i, I like to think we could you know, I I get frustrated. I do. I get frustrated. It, it I it it exhausts me. Um, and and the thing, the problem is, is you know, I can sit here and talk about it. We can talk about it. I can bring you on the show. We can all talk about it. But ultimately, guys, what's the answer to that? I I don't even know that we have one. I I just think that society itself, and you know, listen, I am not a conspiracy guy. What I am is uh, uh, I like I like statistics, and I like sports. So. You know, I kind of tend to look at things that way. And, you know, I always find that in sports, the, the, the way to win and the way to success is literally just a chisel away. Like, you know, you, you think of the New England Patriots and you look at uh, 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 like Bill Belichick, right? The guy looks at every team and he figures out what every single weakness is. Like he figures it out. Like he knows what are the weaknesses? How can we beat them? You know, how do we make them weaker? And they figure that out week to week and they, and they win and they win and they win and they win. You know, with the exception of injuries, they can just continue to keep winning. You know, guys, the government of the United States is so good at what they do. You have to think about the brightest and most brilliant minds work in the government. If you think of psychologists and uh, social enthusiasts and all all of these things, all of these, these 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 amazing influential jobs that are out there, they're all like the A pluses, you know, the A pluses. Like the Jay Zs are all at that government level, right? They, they, they and they work for the government and they collect this data and they figure it out. And and, and, and the plan is simple. They can't beat us all. You know, I I keep bringing this up in and, and and it's funny because I am I'm not like this, this this Area 51 thing. Like I'm not like a like an alien like buff kind of guy, but the I, the concept of what they're doing to me is um very interesting. And it's the concept of they can't beat us all. Like we together, right? This is the perfect example everybody. Just take a second and look at it. This Area 51 thing. Everyone together. So, if there's twenty thousand people, thirty thousand people, forty thousand people that all come together and they all storm Area 51, what are they going to do? I mean, seriously, like this is a serious question. What are they going to do? They can't do anything. You can't, you can't shoot forty thousand people. Like, how do you hold those? How do you hold them back? You're just gonna hope that you know what? You got everything inside and underground, and it won't even matter. That that's really what you're hoping for. Because at that point, if they can't get in, they can't get in, right? It's just an empty building, or it's a locked-down building, and nobody can get in. They've had enough time where they could actually put locks and keys in, and nobody would be able to get in the place. But the concept is 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 right in front of us, and that is, look, I I challenge everyone, regardless of what race, color, creed, what religion, I, I challenge you guys. Like, let's do this together. Let's not make it a white thing or a black thing. Let's not make it a, a an Asian thing or a Native American thing. You know, Mexican thing. It, it, let's make it a wee thing. Let's, let's we, we're all in this together. And, and, and even like male and female. Like to the point guys, to the point that they're dividing us by sexuality and sexual preference. The 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 the, the gays, the lesbians, the the trans the tries, like it, it's segregating every single one of it, and giving categories. And, and what they'll do is they release all this information based on, you know, what what group needs the what group needs the more influence. We need to We need some more trans uh, influence. So so let's 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 drop this news and let's create this drama. You know, we won't we won't allow a bathroom in in Idaho, right? And then all of a sudden, Idaho's on the uh, is, is in the news about a bathroom, and then we're all divided over it. And then we're actually talking about, well, do you care if, 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 you know what, if I'm in the bathroom, going to the bathroom, maybe it's different for you guys. Um, but I was recently at a concert, uh, and the women were coming in the men's room. Like they didn't want to wait. So they were coming in the men's room. I was, I was peeing in the urinal. The women were coming in the bathroom and using the stall. Is that any different? I wasn't offended by it. I had myself tucked into my my my, my urinal. I was good. It, it didn't matter to me. It matters to you. Go with your kid to the bathroom. Don't let your kid go by itself. That's it. Simple. Watch your kid. Don't let your kid go into the bathroom alone. If you're that uncomfortable with it, just 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 you need separate bathrooms, Just pick one. It, does it really matter? You go in the stall. You do your thing. You do your business. I don't want to watch you poop. You don't want to watch me poop. Get past it, but again, if we keep creating these divides, then when you can't, you, you, we just we don't have enough people to play to win. We we got it. We got to all get in this together. And as as long as we continue to, to to run this dialect and 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 again, like getting into like this, even the Democratic. Did anybody watch a Democratic debate the other night? I don't know anybody who did. I, I you know what I I won't lie to you. I I actually caught the highlights of it. Let's take a quick drink here. Excuse me. I caught the highlights of it. And, um, really the next day, and I'll tell you, it, it, I have, you know, I, I know I mentioned, this is probably, I mentioned Steve like probably every episode now. I'll mention it again. And if you read the comments for the show, um, <laughs> this, uh, Beto O'Keefe, uh, uh, uh uh, Beto O'Rourke, um, who was in full reboot reboot mode uh, of his candidacy, he said he is in favor of um, reparations for African Americans as uh, re-compromised for slavery, he called Trump a white supremacist and added, hell yes, uh, <laughs> oh my god, you know, it's funny, it really is, you know, I you listen to these you think you think you think you've heard it all right you think you've heard it all and you know and this is a perfect what i was just saying like really i wanted to lead this in and really what i was saying to you guys is that you look at the government and if they're really gonna they're just gonna put out there they're gonna put out there whatever fits their their agenda at that time you know they go into these and this guy's a perfect example he's just terrible at hiding it um because everybody knows um so, so this is this is just a quick clip. Just took a quick listen to this here. This is him, uh, and this was in 2016, uh, and and this was at an NRA interview. He was at an he was on the NRA. He knew where he was going. He went on the NRA interview. I think it's Sirius XM Radio, and said this. Um, to be clear, they should have them. If you purchase that AR-15, if you own it, keep it. Um, continue to use it responsibly. Hell yeah. So, so that's what he said in 2016. If you own an AR-15, an AK-47, it's yours. You continue to use it responsibly. Okay, thank you very much. Sounds, sounds fantastic. Now, this is him the other night at the debate. We're going to take your AR-15, your AK-47. So, he says, we are going to take your AKs. We are going to, he's not even saying we're going to talk about it he just comes right out he just comes right out and says what he hell yes we're going to take your AR15 your AK47 that's a problem for me guys that bothers me a lot so it, it, and you know what i think and, and again i'm going back to my original statement of these brilliant people in in government i think they as a the democrats like obviously they they're trying to get a, they're trying to get the the vote to who they want to get it to. So they're trying to get all this, they're trying to get as much information from the people as they possibly can. So this is perfect bait. You know, you say something like this and you drum up so much media and so much news. He's going to, this guy, this guy thinks for one second that he's going to come and take my AK or my AR. Um, you're out of your mind. You're already on. But he's saying it with such confidence and conviction that it's, 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 it's threatening. It's scary. It bothers me. It does. It bothers me, and it should bother you. It should bother you. Anybody coming about taking anything, what it? I don't care if it's about a washing machine. Anybody who's talking about coming and taking something away from you. That that, that that's that's scary. It really is. It's scary. And, and 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 we should all really just pay attention to that that kind of dialect, because that's the stuff that that's that's what's going to get us in trouble. Is when people start talking about taking it away. We're going we're going we're gonna come take it away. And is that just another, again, and I'm only talking about this stuff because I believe it's all relevant. Is that what we're talking about? Is, is this, are we going to, are we, are we, are we, is that how you strip a man for, is that, is that how you take his manhood away? You, you remove his ability to protect himself. You remove his ability to, to believe in what's right for his family. I, cause that's what it sounds like to me. That's what it sounds like to me. And I and I say this, and you look at these Democrats, and you look at these presidential um, nominees. Like you, you look at them, and you wonder, and you see, like you can actually see, uh, the demographic. Like they've got one, they got somebody for everybody. You know what I mean, old to young um you know you, your ethnic background the age group like they got somebody for everybody and they you know and then they, they test these different hey listen you're gonna say this today and you're gonna say that today and you're gonna say this today and and, and they all and you know what when you look at biden and listen this isn't a political show i'm this is to me this is current events this is shit that everybody should be talking about you guys should be talking about this shit with your kids you got to look at like a guy like biden like what, what plan is this what plan do you want sir like you're not even in the. Is like, anybody listening to this guy? And and Elizabeth Warren. Like seriously, guys, th- this is our. These are the people that are going to save us. These are the people that are going to save us. Elizabeth Warren is going to save you. Seriously, Joe Biden is going to save you. Guys, I I still owe taxes. I owe the government money because because of Obamacare. I've worked. I've never. St- I've been working since I've been 14 years old. Never owed anybody anything, and I owe the IRS money because of Obamacare. Because somehow they didn't get a form that said that I was covered in hell. Like, just that, that would to me that was the Obama legacy. That's what you left behind for me, man. You did nothing for me, and I, I don't want to challenge anybody out there because you know I know this is a national platform that I'm speaking to, and I'm just talking to, from my little rock over here in Massachusetts. But I'm talking about the way that it affected me and the way that it affected the people that I know, man. It sucked to be in Massachusetts when Obama was president. And you know what? Since since Trump's been president, it hasn't been so bad. So, you know, maybe hearing this kind of 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 of, of dialect back then, I kind of would have been like, okay, just it's just some same of the soul. but since Trump's been in office, I I no, I refuse to no, I won't I won't talk about it. If you want to have an intellectual conversation a, 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 a really like a, let's talk about a, a solution let's not let's stop talking about point and blame and figuring out you know whose fault it is Let, let's let's try looking for a solution and then and then you got my buy-in, not just me, the American people because we just want answers. people just want to know why. You know why are we paying you all this crazy money and nothing's nothing's getting done? You know, and then again, you got me fired up, man. You folks, get, you got me fired up. And then you talk about, and then you talk about global warming, right? Look, I, I, I am a tech buff. I am a tech buff. So I, I, look at, I look at the technologies and the advancements in technologies with with renewable energies. Look around, guys. I don't care I don't know where you live, but no matter where you live, I know that in Massachusetts there are solar panels and wind turbines everywhere. I travel up north; I go to Maine. There are wind turbines up in the mountains. Like everybody's, we're getting smarter with what we're doing. Everything we're doing is is better for the world. Like they're not opening any more coal plants. Have you heard anybody opening about a coal plant? No, I haven't. Have I heard of solar plants? Yeah, solar farms, solar arrays, wind farms off the coast of Cape Cod, they want to put salt. Yeah, I'm, that, that's what I'm hearing. I'm not hearing about anybody going for, 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 for coal and and, and, and and oil. These these are huge advancements. I mean, I, I can't even imagine. You know, I wish I had the number in front of me to share with you. How how much, how much what's the carbon footprint today as a comparison to what it was? You know, we can't control China. We can't control India. Those They're going to continue to pollute the world. So when you make that your political agenda, global warming, what does that mean? Does that mean your foreign policy? Because I think we're doing just fine. I think we're in a better place today than we've ever been. And I think we'll continue to get smarter with companies like Tesla that are revolutionizing the way that we travel. They're taking these, these, these technologies and they're, they're combining them with just the most amazing, intelligent people that are creating these amazing devices. SpaceX, going to go space every day. The International Space Station doing experiments that they've never been able to do. Being able to get more and more people up there. and Again, at some point, like finding the cure for cancer. These are the things that we're doing. So when you come at me and you tell me that your political agenda is based on global warming. Listen, man. If you care about global warming, then why the fuck aren't you in the Amazon right now? Why aren't you screaming Amazon jungle? Because right now, that's where we need help. Every fucking tree in that jungle is burning down. It's something like 30% of the earth's oxygen is generated from this place. It's burning down and, and, and you're worried about global warming? What? Where? Not here. Not in the United States. No global warming here. You go to Yellowstone National Park, man. That's you know the, 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 the actual volcanoes, the active volcanoes, they emit more sulfur and and, and methane into the into the into the atmosphere than, than any of us could. They, they, they spin this information to make you think things that are not true. Look, you just gotta read a little bit and not buy into this ridiculous agenda. Because it's all bullshit, guys. It's all guys and ladies. And you know what, let's get let's clear something. When I when I say guys, I use that word very very often. I am referring to both men and women. I hope hope women aren't offended, I hope men aren't offended, but guys to me is a gender neutral term and I use that loosely. But we have to stop buying into this ridiculous agenda and listening to these ridiculous people say ridiculous things on television that make absolutely no sense whatsoever. Bernie Sanders, I am all about giving in. I will give my share. I never complain about paying taxes, man. I pay what I have to pay. I understand what my medic. I understand all that. I'm good with it. I'm cool with it. I'm, I'm, I'm good with being a part of society. I, I understand that there's a cost for living amongst society. And I am willing to pay for that. But explain to me, sir, how we're going to fund uh, some ridiculous type of Medicare for everybody. How, how does that work? The only way it works is, listen, you got to go to these, you got to go to these insurance companies, and, you, and 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 that's where you have to regulate the insurance companies. And the problem is, is, the insurance companies have so much goddamn money that you can't get to them; they're too far away. It's funny, you know. I, I am, I guys, Hillary Clinton to me, man, like Barbara Streisand level. Like I can't, I can't. The, the sight of him makes my stomach turn. But there was a time. If you guys go back in history and you look, as the first lady, when Bill Clinton was the president, the first lady. Hillary Clinton, her goal, her actual goal, and she was so close to doing it, was to deregulize these insurance companies and actually try to get some type of universal health care system in place. And she was so close. She was right there. And then somehow it all stopped. And, 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 and you know what? And I think for her, that was the moment where there was no turning back in the life of corruption and just taking the money and running, that's when it all happened because she turned her back on the American people and she started working. I think it might've been in Harvard. I, you know, I don't want to talk out of terms cause I don't want to get myself in trouble, but I'm almost sure. And it would, especially when you're talking about Hillary Clinton, cause I, I could show up dead tomorrow. So if, if I do guys, you know, you heard it here. Somebody spread the word. Um, but she, 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 from that point on, it was that was it. That was the end. And there was never any talk about health care and universal health care and getting everybody health care. So it kind of just it ended there. And that was the end of it. And there was really no advocates. You know, other than Al Gore coming on, and he, he wanted to save the, the planet and global warming, and we're all going to die in 10, 12 years, I think he said. 12 years, we're all going to die. The world's going to cease to exist. There ain't going to be no polar bears. And they, they just announced that the polar bears are off the endangered species list. Uh, it's it's like the sharks in Cape Cod. Right? You can't even go. If you live, if you guys, uh, if anybody, if you, I don't know about Massachusetts, Cape Cod is like the exclusive getaway. If you live in Massachusetts, travel with the bond bridge or the, or the hyannis and go to a paradise by the ocean. Well, that paradise by the ocean uh, uh, has, has an unwanted guest, the great white shark. And a shitload of seals. So these people that have spent millions and millions of dollars to buy these properties along the shoreline on the on the Cape Cod coast, and you know, and 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 I'm not saying this uh, in any way, shape, or form uh, uh, demoralizing to to anyone who's been attacked or 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 bitten by a shark. But I'm gonna be honest with you: it, the irony in this is, okay, guys, I don't kill flies. I don't kill flies. I don't kill spiders. I don't do any of that. If I the other day, I I found a spider. The thing was the size of a softball. I actually captured it and I released it back into the woods. I believe that everything has a purpose. I do. I believe that everything on the planet has a purpose and there's a reason for it. If there's a spider that big, I'm guessing there's a bug out there just as big that, 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 that could probably hurt me and that spider probably eat it. So I, I get it. I get it. The circle of life. I'm all about it, but you know, at one point killing chunks was okay you could get in your boat and you'd be out fishing for bluefish or you go stripers or whatever it is and you'd catch a shark and 99.9% of the time you'd stab the thing in the head and you'd throw it back in the water. And I'm not speaking from personal experience. I'm, I'm, I have a lot of friends that fish. I have a lot of people that you know are in the, the merchant marines, people that, are, that work in the industry, and and it's almost in the sense of idea of I'm going to get it before he gets me. So for years and years and years, like oh, and, and in shark fishing, I mean it, it was literally a sport. You were killing and taking out like you had an impact on the species, you know. And never would I ever agree to you know take out any species or or or, or bring a species to the, the the brink of extinction. But I would like to use uh, the analogy or the comparison, uh, I should say, with um, deer. So, uh, an island like Martha's Vineyard. It's it's completely isolated. It's um, landlocked. There's no other other than a ferry or a boat you can't you can't get from now. Although deer, I'm not sure if you guys knew this, but deer are really good swimmers. And I've personally seen this firsthand. I've personally seen deer swimming in the bay from from you know, the coast of, like Westport, Massachusetts, New Bedford, Massachusetts, Fairhaven, like that coast. And these things paddle all the way over to Mata's Vineyard. So much so that they have an epidemic. They have so many deer on the island that every year, what they do is they have an open season. And And you can go there and it's literally, when I say shooting fish in a barrel, it's literally shooting fish in a barrel. There are thousands of them. It's almost an infestation. And they have to do something with them because they just, they continue to, to to multiply and populate. They eat everything. They shit everywhere. Like, it just, you can't drive down the road. It's such a, okay. So with that said, you know, maybe a little population control with the sharks isn't a bad idea. Or the seals. How about that? Like, I think the sharks are coming for the seals. Like, they're hungry. They want to eat seals. They're not coming out because they like the Cape Cod coast. They're coming because the food is there. So if you remove their food supply, then maybe they won't come around anymore, right? Like, uh, I know I'm making it sound simple, but I mean, there's got to be a balance. Look, we have every right to be here too. Like, I'm, you know, again, like I'm sick and tired of, of saying, oh, well, you know, no, man, we, we, we here we are. We, we made it. We, we, we're, we're intelligent enough and we're smart enough and, 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 and we're, we're emotional enough that we want to enjoy the beauty of 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 the coastline and the country so if you have uh a, a, you know if you live in, in maine and there are bears that are coming and attacking you constantly you, you know hey you, you do something about the bears you, you, you minimize the, the the dangers there like there's got to be a solution you, you got to find a way to um to to minimize that to i don't know to to get something back uh why would you go to the cape now you can't go in the water you know and it's like the shark season is right at the height of the best time of the year and you know people coming up and spending all kinds of crazy money and flying in and you know i my previous employer um we had we had a facility um and i was driving into the cape like i was going into the cape i was seven exits in And anybody who knows the Cape on the summertime, man, it's completely different than the wintertime. In the wintertime, man, maybe 40 minutes from where I live. You know, in the summertime, you're talking four hours? I mean, that's a big difference. You know, the the Cape Cod Canal, and they got the bridges, and the the bridges aren't wide enough, and it can't move enough traffic, and the amount of... Again, I tell you, the Cape is an island, so a lot of everything's got to come over by, by the bridge, so a lot of all the construction vehicles like the traffic it's it's just insane and i you know and again and i work with with friend i work with people that that live on the cape and they do that every day and my hats off to you but i mean to me man that that that's that's quite the that's quite the challenge that's quite the challenge but i mean it's 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 a sad it's a really sad thing that 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 you know you, 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 you think you have a little slice of paradise and and and, y- and you can't enjoy it you know you can't enjoy it and it's and it's tough. It's tough. But but really, there's really not much not much you can do about it. Not much you can do about it. Um, wow, I'm kind of really getting along here. You know, I I, I really want to talk about. Um, I know that last episode I talked about, uh, uh, Giselle Correa, the mayor of Harvard, and I and I want to I do want to talk about that. But before I get to that, uh, did you guys see this? The UAW votes uh, for nationwide strike to begin before midnight Sunday. So the United American Workers here, yeah, the union. Some of the major sticking points include the cost of health insurance and pay raises demanded by workers. GM made $8.1 billion in profits last year. GM has announced closing four factories and the union uh, has been fighting those uh, decisions. GM says the average employee makes around Ninety thousand dollars a year. Ninety thousand dollars a year, and these and these people are going to go on strike. So, just to give you a little reminder, guys, we remember that GM is the they're the ones that took the government, the, the government money to stay Obama money to stay to stay afloat to continue to operate. They, they actually, um, they they stopped their um their Pontiac line. They no longer make the Pontiac, but they they kept all the other ones. Uh, I think I think um Saturn was the other one that they stopped making. Um uh, but they continued on and I guess whatever they're doing they're doing because they made 8.1 billion dollars in profits last year. That's a lot of money. Um and so again, th- the average employee making $90,000 a year. Um You know what guys? Maybe I shouldn't say this out loud. That's more than I make. That's more than I make. I, I am a manager. I am a manager. I, I manage people. I am responsible for people. I'm responsible for um, a lot of things. Uh, life-saving apparatus, um, environmental, like you name it. I'm responsible for that. And I make less than that a year. These people work in a factory and, and watch a, a robot stick a screw in the side of a car. And they're going to go on strike again. You know, I, 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 I'll I play both sides. Yeah, I'll play both sides. Fine, fine. You know, GM made $8.1 billion last year. You know what, GM? Maybe you should be investing in renewable energy and in, in electric cars. Yeah, oh, they are. As a matter of fact, they are. They, they 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 are going to compete directly with Tesla in making an electric vehicle, and they've continued, and they make the Volt, and they've been making the Volt um, for quite some time, and it's been very successful, competes with the Prius, um, and it's pretty popular. Am I, am I a GM fan? No, I, did I ever forgive them for, um, no, I didn't, you know? So, I mean, it's the reason why I bought a Ford. Otherwise I probably would have bought a Chevrolet. But again, like, you know, you're making $90,000 a year. <laughs> really? What do you, What? And you're in a union. So, so you know, your work conditions are decent, right? Cause if they're not, you're going to your shops, do it. I'll tell you what, man, out of everybody I know, I listen, I will speak freely when I say this. Like even the guys I work with over at Comcast, that that that's a good paying job. If you work at Comcast and and, and you put in your time and you and, and you work at it, you 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 can make some good money. You do, you can. You can you can make some good money there. But but none of those guys are making 90000 $90, dollars a year. And these guys are humping ladders through the snow, through the rain, like climbing up to roofs. Like these guys are doing that type of work. And, and with maybe if you, with a lot of overtime, maybe you can get close to 90. So I struggle with that. I do. I struggle with that. You know, and again, I, and I, and I, I, know, and I caution myself because it says here the average, I get it's an average. And those averages change. Of course, G, G, GM is a, is a national company, uh, a worldwide company, I should say. And, and I would imagine that that, that rate um, varies from state to state. But if you're talking 90 grand a year, man, where do I get a job? Sign me up, man, because I'll go work for GM. Huh? I'll go work for GM. Why not? I'd do it. But, eh. You can you you can, you can can try to make sense of this stuff, but you don't. And you wonder if the union has the, the people's best interest in mind anyway. You know what I mean? You know, because, again, and I, and I always struggle with, you know, even, it, I had a lot of experience with the union. Actually, a couple years of it, and, uh, I always struggle with the idea of the way the union charges its rates.
0: Mm.
1: I mean, you know, I, I don't think it should be a percentage of someone's salary. I think it should just be a flat rate number, and then you can work off that. Because you know, if you make it a percentage, then I think you end up with that that kind of commission based kind of philosophy. So the more the the more you make, the more I make. I don't like that. I don't like that because then I think that's what that's what kind of fuels this kind of this kind of movement, the, you, you go into a strike and, and the union, they really don't have your best interest in mind. The idea is if I can get you more money, that means I can get me more money. And I think that that's, I think that is what, I think that is what is driving this. And, I, and, and that bothers me because you don't have my best interest in mind. All you care about is how much more money you're going to make. You don't care that I'm struggling and that I'm going to be out on the, on the curb holding a sign. And, and, and like Verizon, it's, it's guys, it, yeah, I get it. Solidarity, you know, hold a sign and 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 stick it to the man. But but ultimately, you know, what do you lose? You lose so much. I mean, and, and at the end, at the end of the day, the the customer is is the one that pays the consequences for that. You know, chat. You know, GM. I caution, man. I I say it right to you. I caution. You know, it's like baseball. It's like Major League Baseball. You know, don't be arrogant because any day now, nobody's gonna give a shit about you and you're going to be gone. Like you you if you if you just refuse to conform. Like baseball, look, no one's got 4 hours, 5 hours to sit there and watch a fucking baseball game, guys. Nobody. And I I and it, it, it infuriates me that the, the 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 MLB refuses to admit that there is a problem. Like you need a pitch clock. We don't need we don't need 9 innings. You want to make it fun, go 7. I think seven's fun. And then, now it gives you a reason to be a seventh inning stretch. You're, you're, you're stretching to get the hell out of there, because now you're not bored out of your tree. Why are people getting hit with baseballs and baseball bats? Because they're tired and exhausted. There's no excitement. Don't get me wrong. Like baseball playoffs, fun, right? Because you get everything's, everybody's there, everybody's great. It's a, but regular season baseball, like seriously, how many how many games have you watched? And I'm sure I've got some diehard fans out there. How many games have you watched from pitch one to pitch 190? You know what I mean? None of us, man. Who's who's got the time for? It? If you got a life and you got a family and you got kids, who else got time for that shit? Nobody. Nobody. I know I got a little off topic here, but um, you know we're in. Gee, we're in an hour already. Let's talk about um I'm just switching gears here. Let's talk about uh, Mr. Correa, Mr. Mayor Correa. So last time we spoke, um, I think the guy had eleven counts. Um, but since then it they've increased. And, you know, obviously back and forth, back and forth. Now we're going on a couple of weeks with this now, but as of Friday the thirteenth, um <laughs> This guy, I love this guy. It's like it's like the Correa show. It's like the the mayor Correa show. So he um he, uh, let's see, I just want to get this right. I want to make sure I read this to you guys right. Uh, Giselle Correa says he has no plans to step down, and despite a vote, uh, by the city council to resign, um, of course I'll be here. Of course I'll be here. Correa said Friday night. I'll be here on Monday. I'll be here if I needed to be on the weekend. I'm still doing my duties as the mayor for the city of Fall River. The 27-year-old is facing dozens of charges just last week. Correa was indicted for allegedly accepting kickbacks, upwards of $600,000 from marijuana companies hoping to do business in Fall River. Correa uh, had up until 5 p.m. Friday to turn in his keys to City Hall, Uh, but that deadline passed. Uh, You know, listen, I'm all about, like, two sides to the story, right? You got to hear this guy. You got to hear this. I want you to... I want, you to, I want you to hear this. you got to hear it. This is his side of the story. So, um, the city council president said today he is going to be taking over the mayoral responsibilities. What do you think about this whole thing? He says he's going to take this to court if we
0: don't hand over the keys. Yeah, he's going to continue to waste taxpayer dollars and uh, take it to court. Once again, uh...
1: Waste ta- he said waste taxpayer dollars.
0: Uh... <laughs> he even said, I mean, he complimented all of city government for continuing to run all week. Uh, All of our department heads, I think he said, something to the effect showed up.
1: So, because the mayor is a douchebag, the mayor is a douchebag, you're a douchebag, right? (laughs) Does that mean nobody shows up for work and loses their job? Really? Really?
0: To work, including the mayor of the city. I showed up every day this week to work. As many of you are aware, most of your outlets have been here all week and uh, signed city business send city business to the cha- the chamber of the council, uh, loan orders, all kinds of stuff. And I think Mr. Ponte is getting into really dangerous territory and putting the city in a dangerous position. When it-
1: putting the city in a dangerous position. He He's putting the city in a dangerous position. That's what he's saying, that the city councilman is putting the city in a dangerous- This is what he's saying.
0: When it comes to bonding, for example, so bond council... Um, We'll get really weary if uh, there's, a, there's, there's a an unknown uh, who the mayor is. I certainly know who the mayor is, and I think the, the city... Uh,
1: we know, uh, Mr. Correa, we know who the mayor uh, shouldn't be.
0: <laughs> and the department heads here in the city of Fall River know who the mayor is, and that's me, and I'm going to continue to do my job uh, each and every day that I'm on the job, like I said I was going to do. This isn't a battle between him and I, but...
1: So the mayor's, the the lawyer says to you, hey, listen, man. If you if you hand over those keys, you're admitting guilt. Don't you dare hand over those keys. So that's what this is all about. So now he's gonna string the like this is like douchebag of epic proportion, of epic proportion. It really is. Like I I you have to like just try and even even make sense of this stuff. You know what I mean? Try try to make sense of it. It doesn't. It doesn't. He will continue to do this. He'll continue to do whatever it is he thinks he's doing. The council,
0: uh, loan orders, all kinds of stuff. And I think Mr. Ponte is getting into really dangerous territory and putting the city in a dangerous position when it comes to bonding, for example. So bond council um, will get really weary if uh, there's, a, there's there's a an unknown uh, who the mayor is. I certainly know who the mayor is, and I think the, the city uh, and the department heads here in the city of Fall River know who the mayor is, and that's me, and I'm going to continue to do my job each and every day that I'm on the job, like I said I was going to do. This isn't a battle between him and I, but I think it's uh, certainly suspect that the city council... <laughs> he,
1: he, said sus, he said suspect. Did, did you hear that? He said suspect. He actually said suspect.
0: President, now keep in mind we have a preliminary election on Tuesday. Uh, there is only a preliminary, preliminary election for the mayor's office. There is not a preliminary election for the council nor the, um, nor the school committee. Uh, so, again, it shows the, uh, the lengths that this city council and the city council president are willing to go uh, to...
1: To do what? To get a fucking criminal out of the office? To get someone who is laundering money? Who is extorting people? Who told his chief of staff, you better give me half your salary or you don't have a job here anymore?
0: distract the public to want distract to the public. Uh, have the public believe that Jaisal Carrera is not the mayor heading into a Tuesday primary. I mean, that just, to me... He
1: talking, he's talking about himself in the third party.
0: It just sounds very, very shady, very uh, suspicious that he would... Shady.
1: He said shady.
0: ...have this kind of a meeting and deadline the Friday before a primary election and then have no weight behind it. He hasn't gone to court. He hasn't even... Uh, tried to, to get a TRO, a temporary restraining order, uh, and to call a press conference the, the weekend before an election uh, to say that he's the mayor without any concrete evidence to prove that he is, is, I think, uh, just goes to show you...
1: He's been indicted by the FBI and is currently on $25,000 bond. And he's saying the city council doesn't have a right to do what they're doing.
0: The council and what lengths they're willing to go to to not have me win my re-election. And they've been trying this for a long, long period of time. The council attempted to uh, take a vote of no confidence in me and remove remove me from office during the March recall election. And uh, I went on to win that recall election with the support of the public. And I hope that I have the support on Tuesday of the public to continue doing my job as mayor.
1: So with that said, they want you out because they don't like you? Folks, I'll tell you something. Both my kids. And, and, and both my kids. You know what? And this will even go for me. I'll speak for me. When I was in school and I was failing a class, <laughs> the first thing I would say is, oh, the teacher doesn't like me. And this is a perfect example of that. Clearly, sure, you are incapable of being the mayor. So just, 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 just walk away, dude. Just walk away. You did this to yourself. No one did this to you. You went ahead and did this all on your own, for some godforsaken reason. Who the hell knows why? So just own it. Be a man about it and own it. Don't don't pretend like it doesn't happen, and don't start creating a situation now where you, you you're questioning the city council and what their motives are. Listen, if you were a good mayor and you were doing the right thing and doing the right job, then why the hell would they want to get you out? It doesn't make any sense. Why the hell would they want not? Why not want to want to work with you? What logical sense Does that have with anything You know What's the narrative here sir Is that you're guilty And you're not going to admit That you're guilty In hopes that you won't get A life sentence You're like a little Mernie, A little mini Bernie Madoff Like a little mini one Not a big one Cause Madoff was That's like You know that's That's major league right there That guy's like 58 billion dollars Like that's theft of an epic proportion But you're right there man you're in the minus. You're close. You're close. You can keep trying. <laughs> Obviously, because they tried to vote you out and, and somehow they, they, they the, the folks voted you back in again. I don't get it. I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me, just like the same way that GM is paying their employees $90,000 a sa- annual salary. Hey, guys, everybody, let's go apply for a job at, at General Motors. Cause I don't know any, I don't know anybody who's paying that kind of money. I don't, I really don't not to do that kind of work anyway. And I tell you what, I got some hardworking people working for me. I got people risking their lives for goodness sake. And then I'm making $90,000 a year. So I, I, that, 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 I real curious about that. Real curious about that. You know, how real is that? Did you guys know that? Um, just to, I'm just circling back here. Um, Beto, Beto O'Rourke. There. Did you know that on the evening of June 22nd, uh, he he participated. This is Beto. He participated in a sit in a sit-in uh, in the House of Representatives that attempted to force a vote on gun control legislation, when the Republicans ordered C-SPAN to turn off its normal coverage of the chamber. Orook and Representative Scott Peters transmitted images by cell phone to the social media for C-SPAN to broadcast. Yeah. Imagine that. And I wasn't even looking, guys, I wasn't even looking for that information. That kind of just popped up. Like I, you know, I tried to get some information before the show and this is on Wikipedia. If you guys don't blame me, go take a look. And I know Wikipedia is not 100%, but uh, for the most part, it's pretty, it's right there. And the idea that this guy would give up you know information to the to, to the especially C-SPAN to like CNN C-span. like to knowing that, that that they're in bed with these guys like how terrible is that right you know how terrible is that I, I think of that stuff and it, and it, and it really it, it bothers me it does it bothers me that you can have that much that much influence you know. And, and, and you think like, you know, with the news outlets and the way that they cover stuff and, you know, whether you listen to Fox or whether you listen to CNN or um uh, whatever, whatever your news, your preferred news outlet is, it's because it's, it's they all got their own agenda. I try to watch a little bit of everything because it, for me, it's like a little bit of salt and pepper of a little bit of everything. And then I try to piece the truth together, what, what I think makes logical sense. I never try to take, you know, one, one single sided opinion. Uh, on, what, on what people what people are saying, because it's got to make sense. It's got to make sense, and a lot of this shit just doesn't make any sense. You know, I, I mentioned it, a crazy week. You know, and speaking of crazy weeks, um, just kind of winding down here a little bit. Like we're an hour and sixty minutes in. The El Paso shooting suspect there. He's indicted they got this guy they they actually didn't show they didn't want to show and I was watching a couple of uh, news outlets and they didn't want to show the guy's face and they didn't want to and 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 I guess the the police chief there said he didn't want to um you know give him any publicity whatsoever the 20-year-old white man uh, accused of gunning down 22 people and wounding dozens of others at a Texas Walmart was formally indicted on a capital murder charge Thursday a uh, grand jury in El Paso County indicted um, Patrick Crucis in connection with the mass shooting at a Cielo Vista Walmart on August 3rd according to a statement of El Paso District Attorney's Office District Attorney uh, Jamie Eperez said uh, August 4th that uh, he planned and uh, seeked out uh, he wanted to do the death penalty suspect surrendered to law enforcement uh, as he was driving away from the bloodbath saying I am the shooter he has been held without bond and placed on suicide watch in El Paso County detention facility, where authorities say he has been uh, cooperating with the investigation. Well, I hope their suicide watch is better than Weinstein's, because that guy didn't. That suicide watch was terrible. So I hope I hope whoever's in charge of their suicide watch does a better job. Um, you know, in this case, you're probably better off not just letting this guy take himself out. Because what's the fucking point? According to the according to the arrest warrant affidavits, Crucis confessed uh, that he had planned the rampage and drove nearly 10 hours from his home in Dallas suburb of Allen to the border city, uh, with the intention of targeting Mexicans. The 22 victims ranged in ages from 15 to 90. 90 guys, both ends of the spectrum. 13 are listed as U.S. citizens eight were mexican nationals and one was one is german 15 to 90 imagine the dynamic in that anybody who's got a 15 year old child out there imagine never seeing your 15 year old child ever again or how about your how about your how about your your, your grandfather who was a war veteran who fought in in in, in, in 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 the world wars guy fought in world wars guy guy fought in vietnam right like these are people that fought in wars where people were shooting at them Trying to kill them intentionally, and they somehow survived. Meanwhile, they walk into a Walmart and and they are gunned down like animals. You know, that's the that's the irony in all this. You know, you, ninety years you go, ninety years somehow you make it. Ninety years, we're you know grateful for every day, right? Every day we get up on the wrong side, on, the, on the, I should say, on the right side of the dirt. We're grateful for that, and the, and, and this this crazy psycho drives ten hours. Um, and again, and it goes back to what I've said previously. These are people that you, you you try to comprehend and you try to understand, and you can't. It doesn't make any sense. You can't. You can't make sense of of what these people are saying or or, or what their ideology is and um, what really drives them to do these these Jesus horrific acts. I mean, the idea of just shooting these people harmlessly, knowing that they're all shopping and. Um, completely harm. Nobody's, no, no one able to protect themselves. You know what I mean? Not even giving them a chance. And then being a coward about it. And then you're driving down the road screaming, "I'm the shooter! I'm the shooter!" It, 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 not even, you know, again, not, not that I would ever give any any of these shooters any credit, but, you know, most of them, they go out there like in a blaze of glory, right? Like, you know, they they shoot people and they go out in the parking lot and they're like Rambo. They're trying to take everybody out and then they're getting shot. And, you know, pretty much it's over and you move on. You know, things like situations like this with these douchebags getting there and in these getaway vehicles and driving and say, hey, I'm I'm going to give up. Not now, now all these people have to live through this shit all over again. You know, you're almost, you're better off just, look, just, you're gone. It's over. Just take him out. Put a bullet in his head. It's over. We know we did it. It's over. It's terrible. Just get, get, just get rid of him. Especially if you know it. You know, if you know it, you know it. We know. Everybody know. Everybody knew. Everybody was chasing this guy. knew exactly who he was. Wearing a fucking bulletproof vest. Running around with fucking, with, with machine guns. Or a shotgun, I should say. It's clear. To go through this whole process now. Yeah, okay, you caught him. And now we got to go. Everybody's got to live through this shit all over again. Just take him out. Save the taxpayers some money. You know i i I never want to go on on a a bad note you know what i mean i never want to end the show on a bad note but you know things like this it's it's very frustrating it is it's frustrating to you know to think you know that we haven't got past this stuff yet that we 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 can't we can't somehow get over this hump you know and realize what 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 really is important let's pay attention let's really look around and see what's going on what really matters here what where do we want to focus our attention You know, if you give these kids a reason to love life, then, then, right? If you love life, then, then, then you you cherish it. You want to live it. You want to, you want to share it. You want to experience it. But if you hate it, if you hate it, then, then you don't want to be a part of it and you want to destroy it. You know, I challenge everyone, everyone who listens to teach that, you know, live it, live, live that philosophy. You know, live that philosophy that, you know, at any moment, man, we're, we're a bunch of rocks floating in space around a really big hot rock. Like, really, seriously, get get, get past it, guys. You, you you only get 100 trips. That's it. 100 summers. That's it. It's done. It's over. If you're lucky to get 100, this poor bastard got 90, 115, and it was over. Really stop for a second and, and think about what you have. What matters? Like really, we're holding signs in front of buildings. For, for what reason? we got people starving in the streets. Nobody's putting any effort into that. Right? People shitting in the streets. They don't even know what to do with it. There's so much human feces on the streets from the homeless people that they don't know what to do with it. It's become a crisis. Are we, am I kidding? Like, are you kidding me? We're going to space every day. Meanwhile, we got people shitting in the streets and we don't know what to do with it. Like, I mean, the the spectrum is way too broad here, guys. We got to bridge this gap up a little bit. There's enough to go around for everybody. You just got to figure out how to do it. But if you keep separating us and you keep segregating us, then it's never going to happen. It becomes a situation where we disagree just to disagree. I'm not going to agree with your answer answer just because it's a good one. I mean, that's, that's the political philosophy. Democrats have a bad idea. Republicans have a worse idea. Republicans have a bad idea. The Democrats have a worse idea. And that's it. it and, and they bounce off each other. And one needs the other to exist. But the one commonality in all of it is, is they both can't exist without us. You and me. They need us. And if we could, but if we continue to give up our rights and our freedoms to these people, or to this, 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 it's not people. I'm sorry, it's not people. It's a philosophy. It's a philosophy and it's a way of controlling civilization. We can't give this up. You know, the, the idea that, you know, I can get on a podcast and, and I can talk to you all and I can express the way that I feel. These are the mediums that that, that get the the information out there. Everything you hear now on the radio, it's cut and filtered. Like if you watch Fox, again, you watch CNN, everything they cut, they cut it and they spin it in their own way. You don't know what to believe anymore. It's, it's thankful that we still have like podcasting, things like this. These are the mediums that are still true and, and deliver valuable and, 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 and honest to God truth. If you can find somebody out there who's speaking the truth and you want to listen, it's out there. You know, if you want comedy, it's comedy. It's out there. If you want drama, it's drama. It's out there. Political, it's out there. Religious, it's out there. These are the, these are the best ways to channel that information, whatever you're into. But these news outlets, like the, the, the CNNs, the ABCs, the NBCs, they all have an agenda. Even the BBC, Associated Press, they all have an agenda. It goes to the highest bidder. You know, you, you see these, like the paparazzi? See how much money these guys make? You know why they make all this crazy money? Because they're like cockroaches. They're everywhere. They're embedded. They chase these people wherever they go. They're trying to take pictures. They, they, they literally, like, they, they, they telescopes and scopes, like, sniper scopes to take pictures of people. And they make these thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars for one single picture. That's why it exists, because there's a want and need for it. And then they spin this information any which way they want. Look, we all got secrets, guys. Nobody's perfect. But it's when we try to hide from those secrets, that's the problem. Like, your secrets are your own. You know, I got secrets. If they came out, they came out. They are what they are. What am I going to do? I got to live with them. Unfortunately, we live in a day and age of of social media. You know, things that, you know, back in the day when I was in high school, something happened in high school. Unless I ran into somebody from high school, then nobody would remember that shit. But today, like, if you're in high school and, and something happens... It's 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 there forever. It's in Twitter. It's in the Twitter world forever. It's in the Instagram world forever. It's on the Facebook world forever. You can't run from it anymore. It literally is a death sentence. And, 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 and really, when you when you think about this for a second, guys, and and you really look at what it is and the value that 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 it has or weight it has with with our youth. Just look. At, I challenge you to look at the Kardashians. Just just take a look at that and see. You can see the influence and on the instagrams and and, and on on the, the the Twitters you the millions and millions of followers the guys when you start thinking about like people like Taylor Swift, imagine how much influence she has. You got Twitter, Twitter uh, Instagram is owned by Facebook. Facebook has a bazillion dollars. They invest ridiculous amounts of money in servers and, and technology. And like these people are on the cutting edge. Everything new, they have it. There's no old technology. And somehow when Taylor Swift goes live on her Instagram, she crashes everything. Do you have the, the, the idea, like the, the influence, the power that she has? You know, it's almost like, like if she told... I, listen, I, I'm, I'm totally exaggerating. I'm going right now and saying this This, this, this is this, a disclaimer. I'm completely exaggerating. But if Taylor Swift decided that she had something that she wanted everybody to do, like even if it was crazy, listen, go cut the brake lines on your parents' cars, right? Seriously. Like if she said that, I'm just, I'm totally making this up. But if she said that, go cut the brake lines on your on your parents' cars. Okay, how many, seriously, out of the millions and millions of kids that follow her, People, I should say, not even kids, people. How many of those people do you think are actually going to go try to do that? I'm, I'm going to say quite a few. I'm going to say quite a few. You kids out there doing these, these challenges and they're killing themselves. Like, how many of these kids are actually going to go out and try to cut the lines on their parents' car because Taylor Swift told me to do it? I mean, chances are they probably get caught, but they still, the attempt would still be there. That's what I'm saying, the power of social media. And And who has the ear? Who are these kids listening to? What's the message? What's the message? What do what do we what are we telling our kids what's okay, what's not okay? Hey, hey listen, I don't want to ring the ring the alarm. But you guys know that the Cosby show is still on television? Yeah. If you go on Me TV, go and look it up. The Cosby Show. Bill Cosby and The Cosby Show is still on television. Roseanne, right? Roseanne came back and did some ridiculous, like, first of all, I was never a fan of Roseanne. Never liked the show to begin with. I thought it was lame. It was boring. I I never got the humor in it. I never got the humor in it. I never understood why it was so successful either. But somehow it was. And in this case, this is the last one. They re-released it, whatever it was, and she made a comment about Trump or whatever. whatever, whatever it was. I can't even remember what it is. It's, it's irrelevant. But as soon as she did that, the point of what I'm saying, as soon, as soon as she did that, they threw her off the... That was it. She was done. Show's over. You're off the... Yeah, we're done. You're done. And then, then they continued on with it, and it, they called it... They re, actually renamed the show, and somehow, I think it might even still be on. They might be finishing up the season or whatever it is, but the show just ended. Bill Cosby... Like, did Bill Cosby... Drugged and raped, drugged and raped, like sixty plus women, and they're still playing his reruns on television. But Roseanne Barr said something about Donald Trump, and they 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 pulled her off. Like, do, do you see the double standard here, guys? Do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go picking at anything and, and and just being the guy to say, "Oh, well, how about?" But but what's fair across the board is fair across the board. What am I teaching my kids? Where where's the line? And, and that's and that's really full circle what we're talking about yeah is is manhood like i don't know guys i don't know what's okay. i don't know what's okay what's not okay and, and i don't know if you all feel the same way that i do but it it's 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 a struggle you know i i you know i find myself in even in certain circles you know and hanging out and you know people say things you know do i think people Guys, do I think people are still racist? Yes. I do. I do. I won't I won't I won't deny it. You know, I I talk to enough people and does it bother me? Yeah, it bothers me. Because to me it just it it, it makes us inferior. And, and and I and I when I look at us as as a race on this planet, I, I want to always think that we're advancing, that we're we're becoming more intelligent and we're becoming smarter and becoming healthier and we're, we're always generating a better versions of ourselves. And you know, that one day we'll we'll be the alpha of our of our of our existence. You know, being able to 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 literally survive and and live in sync in harmony with the planet. Do I believe that that's a possibility? Yeah, I do. And that's that's my faith in mankind. That that's me. That's that's my faith in mankind. I believe that we can get there. I believe that we can be something amazing. That we can be something great. But in, until we get past these these, I mean, guys, I, I hate to say it, man, but at this point where we are in our life, in our generation, in our existence, it's become irrelevant. What? Why do we want to pay reparations? You know, you know what I, I, delvin Cox i, I i'll ch- i'll challenge you I'll challenge you on this you know what brother Like like if you don't mind, you know I, I hope you're listening to the show but do you agree with reparations and, and 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 if you if you do and if you don't, I'd love to know I'd love to know why because me personally you know what I think it is. I think it's a way that the government can continue to bring bring slavery up. I think it's this this pipe dream that, that somehow, they it, whenever they need it, the Al Sharptons, the Jesse Jacksons of the world, they throw that out there somehow to kind of maybe think that the poor are going to get some kind of money for the fact that their great, 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 great grandfathers were slaves in this country. Do, do, do I believe that this country would be as, as great as it is today without African Americans? No, absolutely not. I'm not a fool was I here for all that? No, I wasn't. Neither were my parents. We weren't here for that. But, but so, so for me, um, it's tough. It's tough. Cause, cause you know, it wasn't something that I grew up with culturally. You know what I mean? Like I, my, my, I would imagine, you know, if, if you're African American and you were growing up in the country and, you know, going through the seventies and the eighties and, you know, civil rights and going through all that, like, you know, I can only imagine that that's, that's, that's a powerful message in your home, at your dinner table, every day that you get that's what you guys are talking about. You're having conversations about your rights and, 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 and you know the Martin Luther Kings uh, and the Malcolm X's and, and the message that they're delivering and the things that they're saying, right? Like that's a, that's a conversation at your table, your dinner table. Is that a conversation at my dinner table? No, probably not. Probably not. We're not talking about those things. So it, it becomes real and, and it becomes relevant to the, to, to, to the black American. And, and and is it important to move forward? Yeah. You know, I I believe that if we forget our history that we're doomed to repeat it. So so, you know but I also believe that you need to you need to move past it and you need to move on. September eleventh was a, t- a terrible tragedy. Those planes flying into those buildings. Over three thousand people dead. But we have to move on. They built a new building. It, it, It didn't make us weaker It made us stronger I've never Even to this day The American flag waves Everywhere I go I can't go too far I can't go too far Down the road Without seeing the flag waving And that's incredible That's amazing You know it seems like There We're almost there But But you know Again There's this This portion uh, 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 Of greed That exists in our country That listen They're not in it Look they're not in it Because they care Or don't care They're in it for the money and you need to have an opposition. You know, you, everything can't be great. Everything can't be great. Because if everything was great, then, then somebody's not making money. Al Shopton and Jesse Jackson, the only reason they're ever relevant is when there's an issue. Or when there's uh, some type of concern that there may be an issue. And then they're going to spin whatever they You know what? Like Al Shopton, the whole thing with, with Baltimore, right? When the, when, the, when, the, when the president said that Baltimore was a shithole, rat-infested shithole. Yeah, it is. I've been there. It's a shithole. It's a rat-infested shithole. And it's wrong to say that? And then, and then, and then Shopton shows up and, oh dear, the president used Baltimore. No, 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 he didn't use anything, man. He just said what it is. And the governor should be ashamed of himself. These are your constituents. These are your people. You don't care? You don't give a shit? I'll tell you what, man. If my manager came to me and said, hey man, listen, your department looks like shit. And it did. I'd clean it. Why? Because it's my responsibility. Because if my boss tells me my space looks like shit, then I have to agree with him. He's the boss. I'm not going to go back at him and say, well, wherever you come from and wherever you go. No, I'm not. That's not what's going to happen. I'm not going to argue with him. Clearly, he sees something that, uh, that I am overlooking, that I am not focused on. Listen, man, get off your ass and do something. Be the governor. Put something in place. Clean up Baltimore. Baltimore's a beautiful place, man. You got some water down there. You got you get some great baseball. You get some great football. You've got the franchises. You got the infrastructure. Make something great. No, no. Instead, you come back and, and you're insulted by it. You're, we're insulted. Really? You should be insulted. You should be embarrassed, really. Do something about it. Fix it. Make it great. You know, But prove his example, man. Robert Kraft. Foxborough. Foxborough was a shithole. Foxborough had nothing. It was Foxborough Stadium and, and it was a, it was a you know I go back to Foxborough Stadium and when, when when going to see the New England Patriots and it wasn't even Gillette it was called Foxborough Stadium and I remember going into that place and it was a, it was a concrete like piece of shit and even in the bathrooms like if we went to go use the bathroom it was a trough. So by the time you went into the bathroom, like I was a kid, I was young, and then you go into this bathroom, you want to talk about being uncomfortable in the bathroom, talk about transvestites using the bathroom, like you got a bunch of drunk men, right, lined up 30 feet long, all trying to aim and, and piss into, into a trough. Meanwhile, they're hitting the side of the thing, there's this piss flying all over the place, like hepatitis C everywhere, right, staffing, right, and and, 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 we're, and we're complaining about having a bathroom. Listen, guys, we've evolved. Robert Kraft made. He put up Gillette Stadium. He built an amazing franchise. Like it's bazillions of dollars now. You get Bass Pro Shops. Like people come here and they go to Patriots Place in Foxborough and they spend the day. Before it was like toxic. It was like like it was it was it was landfill and toxic land and it was it was just a shithole. hole. And he converted it and made something great out of it. So Baltimore, I challenge you. Do it. Make something great. Like you already have everything you need. I mean, I went down. At, my friend Dave and I, we got a Southwest flight. Went down to Baltimore. Granted, it was close to the end of the season. When we're talking to two thousand and four um, Red Sox, the World Series Red Sox, we we got to watch them play in Baltimore. It was towards the end of the season. They had already clinched the the, the playoffs. But we had an opportunity. We bought season tickets. that were like fifty bucks apiece. We sat literally right behind the dugout. Like Manny Ramirez, David Ortiz, everybody—they were all right there, literally right there. We, we like, were like we cheering at them. They're looking at us. Like what a blast! The place was beautiful. We enjoyed it. Had a great time. They, they had the CB, uh, ESPN Zone over there. There was an aquarium. Like beautiful space. But then as soon as you as soon as you get out of there a little bit, right? You went up the street. Like next thing you know, it's like it's a, it's all like all strip joints on one side. Like, you can't even, like, you couldn't, like, if it was with your family and you took a wrong, if you took a left or you should have took a right, like, you find yourself surrounded by these guys trying to give you these cards to go into their basement strip joints, which were very shady, I must say. And that was the only time we went there. I mean, I had a blast, enjoyed it. Like, would I go back? I'd like to go back. But would I take my family? I probably wouldn't take my family. Because other than, like, going to watch a baseball game, I'm not sure what I would go do. I mean, maybe this this family stuff to do there, but it seems like more along the lines of, like, maybe my wife and I would go down there, maybe... You know, catch a game, catch a meal, spend the night, get a flight, and come back. But outside of that, I would if I wasn't going to Kenham Yards, then I wouldn't even go to Baltimore. I would not I, I had no desire to go there whatsoever. You know, perfect examples of these 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 shit like shit holes to, to, to to these empires. Like look at look at Dubai, right? Look at Dubai. Like Dubai realized, like they, they, there was a country that they all they were doing was oil, 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 oil. Right. So the prince realizes, hey, listen, we're gonna run out of oil. Like, what's next for us? Right. Like, all we are, we have a bunch of, we're just sand, it's dirt and desert. Like, there's nothing out there. And and they they take this money and they they develop infrastructure and they make this amazing mecca, this amazing place on the planet that you just have to go see the Palm Islands, like all of that stuff. Like they create. And they, they, they generate, you know, this commerce of tourism, and now Dubai is premier. Like you look at you, know, if you have Instagram, you have Twitter, you look on there, and it's just all the best cars, all the best clothes, all the, everything like top notch. People are the indoor skiing like in the desert. It's amazing. That's what I'm talking about. That's the shit that I'm talking about, guys. That's evolution. That's evolving. There's a bunch of people that live in the dirt and the sand figuring out that, hey, listen, we have a better way of existing than than, than, than mining the earth for, 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 for a fossil fuel that at some point is going to be irrelevant. Right? It's, it's so much easier to, to take the energy from the sun than it is to try to dig it out of the earth. And they figured this out. And now everybody wants to go to Dubai. I would love to see Dubai. I would love to travel there. I mean, granted, it's on the other side of the planet, but I would love to see that and experience it. What an amazing experience that would be. But these are just examples of that. So, um, you know, when I hear things like that about you know, Baltimore and the whole thing, like, again, I, I, I hate to mix one with the other, but, uh, again, I believe it's these situations that are created uh, in the news and, 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 and just in general to, to, to just separate us, to, to, to make us think differently uh, uh, with one another. And it shouldn't be that way. Guys, I, I got nothing against anybody. And, and you know what? Everybody I know feels the same way. Listen, again, how do you measure a man? A man's measure is, is listen, I, I got to dig a hole. You coming? Let's go dig a hole. Let's go see how, dig, how how deep can we dig this hole. Right? Let's go build something. Help me. You going to help me build something? Let's go build something great together. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's how we measure a man. Not by the color of his skin, his weight. It, We just have to get past it. And again, I, you know, it's a rough episode to be preaching. And, but again, I, you know, I had the whole situation. And although it was very, very minute and it really wasn't, you know, a situation per se, the idea that I had to double check myself uh, really made me think. And I've been stewing on it. And, you know, I really wanted to make this podcast relevant um, and, 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 and talk about those, those things. But I just really wanted it to focus on, um, you know, manhood and, and what that means to me and what it should mean to you or or what I think it it could mean to you. I I don't know. I don't know. I, I, we're going to end this podcast and I'm still not going to have an answer for you. Um, I mean, we're going on almost two hours. Um, and I, I would love to just continue to talk about these things, but again, I I always, you know, I'm always scared. I don't want to go too far drawn with these podcasts and, uh, lose the audience, but, um, I hope that I'm making relevant points and I'm, I'm bringing topics up that are relevant to you and, um, um to the listeners, you know, my fans, um, you know, this is episode six. Um, I mean, like, if you would have told me we'd be six episodes in and, um, man, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm blown away. And, and the amount of, of support and, 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 and feedback that I'm getting is, um, I'm, I'm so humbled by it. Um, <laughs> I I've been invited, um, to, 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 uh, to, to guest on other podcasts, uh, uh paycheck, uh, and red, um, if you guys have had a chance to listen to them, um, very like-minded. If you know, very very like-minded. What, what we're talking about here. If, if you if you enjoy what, what I'm talking about, you're gonna enjoy what they're talking about. Um, I just listened to them last night, and the, the name of the episode was Old School S K O O L. Um, and together, like absolutely, these guys are hilarious. They're intelligent. Um, it's nice to have that type of mindset and comedy. Uh, behind some intelligence you know i don't know how many podcasts you can listen to and it's just people babbling. and they have no 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 intellect so it's just kind of blabber these guys are actually um have relevancy they know what they're talking about and i, I appreciate it and i i mean literally laughing and um i find myself agreeing with um a lot of the things that they're saying um and we're like-minded so i'm really looking forward to hooking up with these guys so be on the lookout for that uh very soon uh either myself again we agreed that i would go on their show if they would come on the bobby kudo show um and and they agreed to do that so we're going to work on that um i want to just quick shout out to drama city productions guys i you know everybody that's a part of that group i just um although the bobby kudo show is not affiliated in any way shape or form um with them Um, I, I do converse and share some ideas with them and, um, they have been very supportive of me, uh, and helping me on this journey and getting this, this information together and kind of building this platform. And, uh, again, you're only as strong as how many subscribers and listeners and followers you have. So, you know, again, I always encourage everyone to please, please, please go follow, go subscribe. Um, um, without, without you, um, none of this really matters. Um, I can't even express to you um how much this means to me uh having the ability to sit down here and to talk you talk to you all and express how i feel and just the way that i look at things you know i i, I hate to ever think that you know there's always one side or only one way of looking at this stuff because for me i i never i never choose to look at things that way i i i want to i want to be open minded you know and and again some of the greatest ideas that have come to me have come from you know directions i didn't see coming um i've i've found that at this point in my life i don't i don't i'm not surprised anymore you know because people have good ideas it's just how do we foster them and get them to to, to, to buy into that so again I, to start another episode uh now um again we're going almost on two hours so i i know i'm asking a lot of you i just again i wanted to just shout out to the um to the people that are supporting me steve joe um you guys are great um um, just a real quick story. I mean I'll probably get us into like that, that two hour mark, but I just wanted to share something. I wanted to come clean on something. Um my I as I mentioned uh, in the last episode, AJ, my son plays soccer. Um and uh typically the games are on the weekdays and um you know, we don't really have I mean I, I sometimes can, you know, if I can get out of work at the right time, like if I can get out at four o'clock um, I could I could sometimes make it to his game, but you know I I I really I don't like to leave too early from work. I mean I'm really committed to my job and what I do, and I really I'm absolutely loving uh, the work and impact that I'm doing now. So, um, you know I struggle with both, but I I realize you know how important it is to me and, and how important it is to AJ uh, to be at those games. So, uh, not to get too far off, it, but but so Saturday he had a game and uh, they were playing forever. River. Uh, and, uh, forever where, if, if, if you've been listening to the show and you know anything about me, uh, I was born and raised in forever and it's the it's Durfee Hilltoppers is the team. Um, so that's kind of like the hometown team. And, um, you know, I, I, I never, Jesus, um, these are kids guys. I don't have any ill will towards the school and, you know, granted we're in a different town now and my son plays for a different school and a different organization. You know, I still have my ties to forever, and, and I, and I, and I, and I love the city and, um, you know, uh, Most of the people I know and love still live in the city. So, um, you know, again, I always support them. But um, with that said, they had a game on Saturday. They had a match on Saturday, soccer match on Saturday. And, uh, you know, we always try to get there early, get my seat. You know, the wife and I have our cushions and we're in the stands and we're all excited. And, you know, right off the bat, you know, of course, um, home team usually sits on the left. And of course, the wife and I are sitting on the right. Um, So we're already starting off on the right foot. Um, but anyway, the show, we, we kind of we sat and uh, we were sitting there watching the game and you know immediately when the game started, i look at the field and I notice, now mind you, these are my son, I just told you guys, my son just turned 18. So these are adults. these are guys, these are these are adults playing soccer. These aren't children playing soccer. These are adults playing soccer, right? So right away, I noticed that there's only th- two referees on the field. Now, if you know anything about soccer, you know that soccer requires at least three three referees, two line judges. And, and 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 a referee. You know, so so one line judge is set up on one side of the field, and one line judge is set up on the other field. And of course, you have the main referee in the middle, and they all work in conjunction. The two line judges usually call the offsides or any other penalties that they may see um, and going. So mind you, so now you these are eighteen year old men playing soccer. So they, again, they're playing at a at a, at a high level. You know, they're playing at a high level, and seeing that there's only two referees already gets me upset. And it, and you know what? And and, and shame on me because. You know, I, I believe in my brand. You know, I believe that Bobby Kudo is my brand. Um, it, it is my name, but it, but it's also my brand. And I always want to, you know, represent myself um, in a way that, that, that represents my name and my family in the best light. With that said, <laughs> um, the, these men are playing. They're playing soccer. And I see these two referees and... The match starts and it's on and on and on. And, you know, I can deal with a bad call here and I can deal with a bad call there. But when when you start making calls that are literally affecting the outcome of the game and you can see that you're affecting the play of the game. And now these kids are getting upset and now they're, they're playing harder and they're playing almost to the point where they're literally hurting each other because because either you're not making the call or you're making the call because you shouldn't be making the call. But long story short, somewhat short, um. That was exactly the case here. And there was a call that was made. And then, of course, um, in direct um, um, uh, effect of, of that call, um, you know, Durfee scored a goal. Uh, so it made me a little upset, you know, and, I, and rightfully so, I'm a little upset because, you know, Regardless of the teams, ultimately making the right call for me is like I'm all about a fair match. I mean, if you get beat, you get beat, man. At the end of the day, there's nothing you can do. The better team won, the better team won. But when I see things like that, it infuriates me because it changes the course of the game and the way these kids are playing. Kind of let that go a little bit. Then it happens again. It happens again. Now Durfee takes advantage of it, and now they're flopping all over the place. So now every time they flop, the referee blows the whistle. And it got to the point where I... Shame on me, man. And, I, I apologize. and I'm i and coming right out and I'm saying I'm sorry for it right now. And I, I'm sorry to my son. I'm sorry to my wife. I, and you realize the situations that you create. I literally stood up. I stood up. And I said, shame on you, sir. Shame on you. <laughs> as loud as I could say it. And then, if that wasn't bad enough. I got up again after he made another call and in this one, it was actually in the favor of Durfee. And I got up and I said, S- you know what, sir, you, you sir sure are an idiot. And I said it and I said it so loud. I could literally hear my voice echoing off the building directly across from the field from me, you know, at the moment. And you know, I should probably shouldn't even say this out loud cause I'm admitting guilt and I, and I, and I never, ever, ever do I, do I act that way uh, or do I, uh, express my myself that way but i gotta tell you guys it's probably the most frustrating thing to be watching a match like that at that level and seeing that you know and, and, and you know and into my defense my wife actually says she's like listen if you were at a football game if you if you're watching the patriots play if you're watching the new england revolution playing a soccer match you probably would have got up and you probably reacted the same way the difference is is that this is at a school event and there isn't as much crowd but um, nonetheless, I, I, you know, I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, her and my son both kind of pl- downplayed it and, um, said that it really wasn't a big deal to me. It was a big deal. Cause you know, I, I'm a man of self-control. I like to think that I am, I have some self-control and that, you know, I, I try to teach my, my family that, you know, that there are certain ways to, to deal with certain situations and absolutely that, that was not the way to do it like a freaking maniac. Can you believe it? Like I'm always, I, I was like a freaking maniac, a maniac yelling. Yeah, you. It's exactly what I said. I, at least I was polite about it, you know. You sir, sure, you sir sure are an idiot. Yeah, that's what I said to him. Yep. Yeah. So shame on me, right? Shame on me. Like I, you know, here I am preaching to you guys. Don't do this. Don't do that. And uh at the end of the day, I'm, 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 I'm a, I'm a Massachusetts maniac, right? A asshole. Just you know what I mean? Total profile.
0: <laughs>
1: oh, hilarious! Hilarious. Guys, listen. I we, we gotta end this. I gotta I gotta move on. We're a minute. Well, I'm sorry. We're an hour and fifty two minutes into the show. Um, this is the longest podcast we've ever had. I I realize that there was a lot of discussion here, but you know what? At the end, of, there was just a lot I needed to say. I'm you know, and I'm not sure we're done with the subject. I mentioned to you guys that we'll be on. Um, uh, paper, check, uh, paycheck and red. Um, and you know, I, I, from what I understand, they're real passionate about this topic as well. So I'm gonna, probably going to bring this up again and we'll probably get somebody else's different, a uh, different view, different point of view, and maybe just challenge some of the things I'm saying, maybe see challenge some of the things that they're saying and see how it all pans out. But you know, ultimately for me, it's all about the discussion. You know, I'm not coming on here to be right or, or to be wrong. Never, never will I come on here to tell you that I'm right. I will never do that. Uh, nor will I ever come on here to tell you that I'm wrong. Um, what I do do is I come on here and I want to, um, I want to stimulate and I want to drive um, conversation. I want us all to talk about it. I want it to be um, stimulating. I want it to be uh, entertaining. And uh, I'm hoping that you know this this episode generates uh, another 100 listens. You know we're up to 200. Uh, we just passed that number last week i'm so excited like i can't believe the amount of movement and traction that the, the podcast has uh um you know granted it's, it's a lot of work it's a lot of effort anybody out there who's who's thinking about it um getting into it you know listen it, it unless you unless you love this kind of thing and you're willing to put the time in and commit um it, it 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 won't work don't waste your time but if you're willing to put the time in um connect yourself with the right people um and just have these conversations offline and you know ask ask questions like i'm always asking questions i'm always trying to you know stimulate some type of of feedback so that way you know i can i can fine-tune this podcast and make it absolutely perfect i want to make this perfect for everybody i want everybody to enjoy it. everybody to listen look forward to the next episode and and keep this going i want it to be national i want it to be international i want you folks to get involved and uh, let me know what you want to hear. And um, again, I think with the addition of having the guests come on the show, um, I think you know, I think maybe episode ten. Let's 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 shoot a goal. I know I mentioned I was selfish in the last episode, but I think um, episode ten is is a nice milestone to have somebody on the show, um, regardless of who that may be. We don't know, but I'll start working on that now, and then we'll set up for episode ten, and we'll we'll come out with a guest, and uh, we'll make it really impactful. Maybe we'll have multiple guests. Why not, right? We could have a couple of people come in. Why not? Yeah, why not? I mean, I, you know, good. Hey, listen, I, I feel good about this podcast. I hope you feel good about this podcast. I feel like we talked about a lot of things today. I think uh, it was a busy week, crazy week. I tried to cram everything in. You know, I, Again, we're going two hours, so if you do the math, it's just about right. Because I probably would have dropped one on Wednesday. I would have dropped one again last night. So, you know, here you go. You get it all at once. You know what I mean? All at once sitting. You get, to, you get to binge listen to... To the Bobby Kudo show, and <laughs> they're great. I love it. I love it. I love it. Um, so hey guys, everybody, listen. I I, I appreciate the um, the feedback. I again, I always encourage you guys. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter. Uh, hit us up on Facebook. Hit us everywhere. Um, I want to hear about. I want to hear what you guys have to say. I want to hear your opinions. Please comments, feedback. Um, I appreciate all of it. Um, the support. Again, without it, I I can't exist. Um, it is the fuel that which uh, moves this engine forward. So. Um, please, if you haven't already comment, subscribe, tell your friends, tell your family, tell everybody, tell everybody, tell them I'm here. Come listen. Um, and that's pretty much it guys. I, uh, with that, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to call it a day and hope and look forward to episode seven. Uh, I hope you all have a, a wonderful, wonderful, uh, day. Uh, and I look forward to us meeting again. And, uh, as you all know, and you all remember, All roads lead here.